0: Yo, yo, welcome back to the cat. This is episode 228. Once again, navigating a very, 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 very busy week in hip hop. Uh, On this episode, we talk about two projects. The first one being Juice World's second posthumous project, Fighting Demons, and then also the collab between Pierre Bourne and TM88 titled Yo88. RJ, are you dressing up as Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer for um, Christmas, or what's what's going on over there? No. No. Just vibes it's just vibes this yeah. is this is this is your true self this is your truth is, is is what we're what we're watching right now that's not what i said i just said they were bad. <laughs> you made it you made it mad deep i'm a philosopher what, what can i say this guy <laughs> anyway you can watch this episode on youtube spotify apple podcast amazon music and more so check us out see you there Welcome back to the chat. This is episode 228. I am your host Nate Sperlin. That is RJ Levy Chin over there in his Christmas attire. Uh, This is your weekly tour through hip-hop. Thank you for listening to us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Verbal, Amazon Music, and more. Hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. The like button goes a long way to helping this podcast grow. Um, Check out the Spotify exclusive playlist, All Milk Spins playlist, uh, updates every Thursday with new music. I can tell you that the n- next update will just be straight up Juice World music. So, you know, a little peek behind the curtains there. Um, and also read my new article on the ethics of posthumous albums since posthumous albums are going around this weekend. Raises the question, valid question, and I address it in that article. All the links in the sc- will be in the description. And with that being said, RJ, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, man. It's a nice day. Y'all can see the sun beaming through my fucking window right now. Um, good music, as me and Nate were saying just now um, before we started this. Who would have thought? Look at look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me.
0: Not, Not me. me. Not me. I mean, we
1: got more. Uh, more. Yeah. More music. And we got the Drake, Kanye fucking benefit concert. I mean, we got everything. We this, got a this, little bit of everything. This has so. to be
0: the most um saturated December of all time in terms of music.
1: Santa came early. That's what happened. Santa came
0: mm. early. Mariah Carey has a McDonald's meal now, apparently. Santa came early. I don't know if it counts as a meal because it's like I don't know what the deal is. It's not like a meal, like a set meal.
1: What are we What are we calling sweeties deal? Is that what were those meals? We're calling See, that they look like we're, concoctions. That's we're calling crazy. that we're calling
0: that sleep. That's what we're calling it. That's what we're calling that. Um we're calling that sinning. That's yeah. that's gluttony. It's yeah, that's, gluttony. Yeah, I don't I don't order
1: gluttony straight up.
0: What is she knew She had like hot Cheetos and I saw someone make hot Cheetos and ramen on um on a TikTok video that trickled into Twitter and I was disgusted. That that's so
1: that's so that's that's the so weedy goons the so <laughs> we the, the 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 so stands that's the so
0: stands that the like, obsession somehow, with um like, right. hot cheetos needs to stop Being
1: Gross. what are you talking all right it's like 10 years to,
0: like, old wow, like everyone everyone's like oh my god hot that's cheetos what i'm saying it's, and, longevity. Like, it's longevity it's longevity ha- it's just like how like the takis are low-key better end. takis are low-key better though Let's let's like like
1: Chick-fil-A don't even like gay people, and we still eat Chick-fil-A, so it's kind like, of who is oh, we? I haven't that. had
0: Chick-fil-A in mad long. Well,
1: I've been going to Popeyes now because the, the the Chick-fil-A is you know it's right next to Popeye's, so you know Popeye's to... is
0: Popeyes is Popeyes, they got mac and cheese. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm gonna try it. I trust them. I don't trust them, I trust them. Them niggas them, Bro, niggas but that's the thing is if you chicken. know how
1: fast food work, like you know that they're not putting their foot in that mac and cheese. You know, I don't I'm know,
0: sure. it depends on where you go. I know if it's I know if it's a Popeyes in Louisiana. Are they gonna I'm bake
1: going. it? Are they gonna bake it?
0: That's what it looks like. That's look what it, like it looks they like. Microwave
1: it, or look like they just call like hey bro,
0: blow torch on the top and like if they blow yeah, tor- hey, we, it, we Honestly, blow in the top is some type of bougie shit. I I eat that. That's what I'm saying. But it's I a cheap that.
1: way. No, I mean bougie people have literally tapped into the way. But at like the same doing, time, doing like things that don't matter and making creme you see brulee.
0: Light. Creme brulee is amazing. The, with the blow top blow well, torch would not
1: be selling creme brulee it's i not, know really but that like but that. the
0: mac and cheese is their version of creme brulee it's the it's the Cajun wow. creme brulee that's that's what it is just savory really not not delicious. not you're sweet ready. i'm you're hey bro i'm just ready. saying um as rj alluded to earlier this is another saturated week of music so shout out to everyone who believes that this is how life should be um just lots of music and not enough time for you to get through it shout um, out shout lots out lots of good music and not enough time for you to get through it. Um, that right, being said. Tabs.
1: Don't process the album. Some Just projects. Go, go, go. That
0: are worth. <laughs> some projects that are worth checking out, but we will not get to on this podcast. Are Young Boy Never Broke Again and Birdman's From the Bayou, TROX, Pop, Rick, Rick Ross's Richer Than I've Ever Been and Made in TYO. And Uno <laughs> the Activists. Don't do it, don't do, Yokohama. do it. Yokohama. If you respect Rick Ross, don't listen to that. Honestly... It's like if you love him out, and you want to buy it, buy it.
1: But if you respect him,
0: yeah, you know, that was this. that that album just was the best.
1: if you really want to give him some streams, leave that shit playing. Go listen, go back and listen ball, to of put Miami 2.
0: Just go back and, and listen to poor of Miami 2. That's all you gotta yeah. do. That's don't it. even yeah, don't even don't be don't just even... go to the last album. Because he because he needs to he needs to know that it didn't hit. And if you give him the stream, he's like, Oh, look at this. This is
1: gonna be good. Yo, could you imagine? On the week that you drop your album, it's so bad that your your album previous starts sells more first week because motherfuckers are like, No,
0: we that want sounds, this. That sounds like we some shit that should have happened. We during, don't want this, um, we want this during the week of the big day for chance. Wait that's, until that's...
1: wait until Reddit starts getting into rap for real, for real. Like they got kind of yo, Reddit fans. is kind of Reddit is
0: kind of dead when it comes yeah. to
1: rap. I agree. That's why well, it's not I about the, it's not about it being dead, it's about most of the people on Reddit being white people and that's why like the fan bases that exist in rap high the high and you'll you'll know exact can you guess the five artists whose five rap artists whose reddit um circle is actually big
0: kanye drake tyler the creator um Lil Uzi has a big one. Trippy Red has a big one. Playboy Cardi has a very, very rabid fan base over there. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be on Reddit. I'd be in the little the little ones chats that you, from the time ones to time. you
1: didn't The ones you The one you missed. Who? Childish Gambino.
0: Really? I mean, yes. Yeah. White people yeah. love, love them. So, isn't it? Did you see Atlanta, Dude, did, did,
1: did, did you see Atlanta? It reminds me so much of Dave. Atlantic came out first no, like I get it dude but like, dude you, dude did you, you see like, Friends it reminds me so much of side. Living Single don't do that don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> hey you you don't know one white person that's ever seen Single. what's Livingston oh this kind of reminds me of Friends
0: because the internet Childish Gambino one of Childish Gambino's best albums is eight years old this week by the way
1: yeah, so I had to shout him out, there, uh, because that, uh, that album was was honestly iconic, and he dropped a fucking screenplay with it, and and now I want to yeah. drop screenplays with albums. So yeah, shout no, out him. Uh, you know.
0: Anyway, we have two projects to get to you to get to. I don't know why I always say that get to you. Like it's already we got to get them you. to you. We got to get. No, I mean me. it's already with them. Like all you have to do is have Spotify and uh, Apple Music, not, and they you know, have no. it. Some
1: of these people they come to us say like, "Who should I listen to this week?" You know, you never know.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true, but it's still with them. Like. They still have it in their possession. It's just a matter of if they're gonna give it the attention or not. If that makes sense. And regardless, we have Juice World. We have Fighting Demons. 18 tracks, 56 minutes long, featuring Justin Bieber, Polo G, Trippie Red, and Suga from BTS. Um, second posthumous album from Juice World and his team. Uh, these. This is probably arguably from what I've heard in terms of posthumous albums. Fighting Demons and Legends Never Die might be two of the best posthumous albums of all time, just in the way that they've been handled. Oh and God. You need to make a list. I don't know why you need to I make, do a need list. make a list. I mean, make a list. I mean, de- I'm going based off what I've heard, but at the That's same time- That's what I'm time, saying. That's why
1: you got to make a list. You got to yeah. listen to more albums and make a
0: list. But what I'm saying is is that the way that, like we talked about Pop Smoke's faith when it came out and Terrible. we we just had no- Terrible. Like, we were just disappointed by the way it was handled. And I can't... I Speaking for myself, um, I can't say that I'm disappointed by the way that this album came out either. Well,
1: I, I what I will say is, here's the thing that I actually have to ask about, though. Is that... As of right... In the last five years, I don't think that an album not even in a cohesive way, has been as successful as Aim for the Star, Shoot for the Moon.
0: Legends Never Die will have an argument for that. I don't think so. It definitely
1: is. One, I can't name any songs, but I I don't know any songs that that were radio hits. They... That shit, uh, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon was like top of the hip hop charts like the whole year. Like, it, 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 a surpri- it surprises me too. But I mean, it had a bunch of fucking hits and the way mean, they changed it and the way that they packaged it, especially from how we were a little bit shook in the beginning like in the very very beginning, when certain things started coming out, we we're like, oh, oh, I don't know how to, I don't like how to handle. I mean, you know. legends
0: never die. Still, ended up being one of the top selling albums of the year last year. No, I think that that I, has, I think first just week, because yeah, it didn't get. Week. I'm sure it got radio play. No, period. In general, it's still being streamed to this day. Like period. I just so
1: I feel like that's because of his fan base was bigger though.
0: That isn't that isn't necessarily prove this. my point. Well, having having stands that are going to stream your music
1: anyways definitely skews because it's in your favor
0: I mean there are I a mean, lot Pop, of Pop Pop Smoke was name, not was not an too.
1: international celebrity in the uh, way that Juice
0: was okay that's that's fair but at the same time probably not even was, half as famous but still I like I don't like I like Legends never it's die. All, it, is don't one you of think the that's most, a little
1: bit contextual? A little. A little I mean, bit. it is,
0: but at the same time, what you like, what you said in terms of "shoot for the stars, aim for the moon," blowing "Legends never die" out the water essentially is just not true. I just think that it was a big. I th- I think that it was a more impactful
1: album and and songs that like touched people and hit people and um pushed pop smoke's star or the artist star higher. I, I mean, while I think they it, were even though they were dead. I mean, like, I, I don't think that Juice World. I don't think that Juice World earned any fans with Legends Never Die, and I think that Aim for the Stars, Shoot for the Moon, like without a doubt, earned Pop Smoke a large amount of fans.
0: What's actually hilarious about that point is the fact that I've heard people um, make the argument that Juice World, that Juice World wouldn't be as big as he was unless he unless he died. Like ignorant people make that argument to me.
1: Well, well uh, Yeah, you you know the answer. Yeah.
0: Man. So like. That I'm not means, gonna address
1: that those and also in terms and,
0: and also in terms of impactful, it depends on what you mean by impactful. Because um, some of the juice WRLD songs on Legends Never Die, when you consider the content that juice rolls rapping that's about the sound you know I mean, yeah, but that but you let me what I mean. But, but what know, I'm saying, you know but can what I, I mean. but can I finish my point though? Mm. like let me finish because what I'm you saying because you about to make me I, look
1: like I I don't care about that level of impact. But
0: what I'm saying is is that. In terms of because of the way that the songs came out and thinking about how Juice World un- unfortunately met his demise, a lot of those songs were impactful to Juice World fans who related to him in one way or another. Whether it was they they were anxiety, they had anxiety, depression, or whatever other issue, demons or were. were um, Attacking Juice World on a daily basis, so that album is still impactful. Now, on the other side, when you look at Pop yes. Smoke, and on the other side, when you look at Pop Smoke's "Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon," that album is impactful because the whole when when during uh when Pop Smoke had Meet the Woo and Meet the Woo Two, my question was, how is he going to be able to be in what ways, or is he going to get a be able to versatile, uh, be more versatile in hip hop? And that album proved. That he was working on being more versatile and out in hip hop, and be, by that lo- by that logic, that album is impactful as well. That being said, let's move on to Juice World Finding Demons. As I already said, eighteen tracks, 15, 56 minutes long, featuring Justin Bieber, Polo G, Trippy Red, and Sugar from BTS. And with this, I just want to I don't want to make it a somber thing. I think we did that last year, and um. like at this point i think it's just more so about celebrating juice world's talent so rj what did you think about this the second posthumous album from juice world fighting demons i feel like juice world's posthumous albums and the way they're setting up feel
1: almost like horror movies um and i feel like that's kind of how they were setting it up and how they're showing it and you know the the very very haunting, um, I guess, interview clips that they have from Juice Wrld and Eminem that are throughout um, are are very very. Um, they almost feel psychic in a way, um, and it's it was it was wild to listen to. I think that the music was great. Uh, it's a testament to the fact that Juice Wrld was a jukebox. I mean, at the end of the day, he could make music like nobody else. I mean, One legend scene have seen the, you know, his ability to fucking freestyle for hours and do all that. But I mean, he was literally in the studio and worked. I mean, shout out to a lot of, a lot of artists, um, who I think can keep that level of quality when they record at that level. I mean, if you think about prime little Wayne, prime Gucci, main juice world future, um, i want to say drake even though i don't include him in that level uh is that juice world really has the ability to to make so much music so when i think about his posthumous albums his foundation for the music that they're using is already you know levels above a lot of guys you know xxx tentacion was a very similar level of jukebox but he also was a mind that you could tell. I mean, even from yeah. um, Sad, even from, from Sad. Homie made uh, a song in like, Spanish. And he Yeah, he he would make very small clips and yeah. then go to the next one. And so Juice WRLD would, like, he just goes. So it's not like a, necessarily of like, oh, I have an idea, down. We'll go to the next one. It's just like, all right, play the beat. I'm going to just go. And next thing you know, a whole fucking song is on a beat. And you're like, oh, shit. And that's probably, like, they're going into a vault with a bunch of songs that are pretty much finished.
0: Um, Cause some of these songs was, are like
1: three minutes. Yeah, as, as as I was only three doing minutes, doing and it's my... the second posthumous album. Like that's 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 incredible. So shout out to Juice World. I think that the talent is there. I think that the beats were there. I think that it was done well. And um, you know, I think that Juice World fans at least should be very very satisfied.
0: Yeah. Um. Some of the research I was doing for my uh, posthumous album, and I saw something that said that uh, the reported number of finished songs that Juice World had at the time of his death was two thousand and yeah <laughs> so that being said it's not to not to say that it's kind of impossible for you to fail in terms of making like being able to tastefully put together an album that captures juice world's uh aura but 2000 songs is a lot of songs to choose from but that being said um juice world's team did a great job um they had some uh adversity in terms of uh people were getting restless and they started putting out fake album covers for the next album and then they had to go and shut that down and stuff like that it was I so much stuff that, that was going yeah Amazing. it was so um sucks. you guys suck <laughs> sorry you guys. I, suck. Like, it was it was it was so weird because you're so selfish and, and stubborn and annoying like we like I can wait however long it needs to take for whatever like if you're going to do a posthumous album you better make sure you do it right above anything else even on the level of even at a higher level than a regular album from a living artist you better make sure you get this right if you're going to put it out what I think
1: when I think a new fans like who who do you think that you are like how like why do you think that you deserve to you know yeah
0: I yeah that, that it is weird it is weird behavior for sure um the one thing that was an issue on this project, but they fixed it, was the mixing on Feline with Polo G and Trippy Red. The first time I heard it, the mixing was kind of off, and I saw one of the engineers uh, say that they were going to fix it. And then the second time I listened to it, it appeared to well, it, it seemed to be fixed. So great job by them getting on that really, really quick. Uh, the Eminem Speaks Interlude definitely is jarring, hearing him talk about his battles with addiction. Um, the, sec- the first Juice World Speaks Interlude, I think, is. Um, It's important because, like I, I don't, we, we, with our generation, there's been more and more uh, talk about how um, depression, anxiety isn't addressed in the black community like as it should be, and as we're still talking about it, the problem still remains to be. still it still remains to be a problem. So I don't think that just because we're talking about it now, it's like, okay, well, we're tired of talking about it. I think that um, putting that on the album and that's showing that Juice World had an understanding of how his music allowed people to relate to him and going through his battles and allowed them to like, essentially help people was important. And also just pointing out once again, that as uh, the Black community, we need to do better in terms of acknowledging um, mental illness and the second the second juice world interlude with him just freestyling was amazing it literally just showed um his talent and proved like once again further proved cuz i don't think we needed any more proof that he's a one take legend so that being said it was a great album um i think the documentary comes out on thursday i think the 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 date for that is december 16th and i'm interested to watch that as well although i'm kind of i'm less i don't know i have to see how that comes out but it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting watch for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that uh the documentary is gonna be good. I think we're gonna get a lot of good hip hop documentaries soon. And I think that, you know, we're coming to a space where I think everyone in hip hop is so clear on the era shift that old heads are trying to you know get their last little bit of relevance in and new heads are you know trying to you know get in where they fit in and um a lot of people are just trying to stake their claim in whatever the next era is uh and i love it and i hate it at the same time i mean you know that i hate the the political part of anything artistic because i think that you know it obviously is going to water down and fuck up the music or Mm -hmm. whatever the art is but at the same time you know kanye this kanye doc i didn't even know the kanye doc documentaries oh, was yeah, is three parts out. yeah uh, genius and and i think that you know i think that we need more and i think that you know what got me into hip-hop you know, i always love music and i always love rap music in general and being from new york city it's always like around you but what really got me into hip-hop and making me start like let me listen to these albums there's all these classics that people talk about and i don't i have never heard them so let me like listen to it was the tribe called quest uh beast rhymes and rhythm i think uh, and that's what, directed by Michael Rappaport of all people. He did a great fucking job. I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like he didn't. Um, uh, and that was like what made me dive into hip hop for real. Cause I remember like a tribe, it was about tribe called quest. And they were like, Oh, these niggas influence." you know, some of the biggest artists and Kanye came up and Pharrell came up. I was like, Oh, why I don't know these things. And then they said Q-tip. I was like, Oh, I know Q-tip. Why I don't know the rest of these niggas. <laughs> the and I think that, you know, juice world is a guy that, um, you know, he already did so much in mm-hmm. such a short amount of time that, like, you know, the documentary is done well. It will show the impact that he really had because there, not a lot of artists can create the level of fan base and create the level of adoration for the person um, as Juice World did. I kind of think about it as like, imagine if Mac Miller had died, like, peak of his career type thing it's a similar level of like he impacted so many people, the crossover ability uh, as well as just like the iconicness and and the uniqueness and that rock, you know, kind of, and that rock aesthetic, Um, you know, I I know people would have been devastated. It would have been crazy. And I think juice world is a very similar level of impact on the culture and his era and his time and sonically.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, Sonic. I mean, the first thing is as a person, second sonically we already that's you know everybody want to be juice you know everybody wanted to be juice and they still want to be juice and they're not going to be juice it's not possible you know i mean i also think that juice and x specifically Mm -hmm. loved rock yeah and this album i was like oh some of this shit is straight like rock like straight up and that's something that a lot of people you know a lot of people might have listened like uzi loves rock Mm -hmm. and you see that And that's why not a lot of people like are are actually Juice because they don't actually fuck with rock theater. They they don't come from that pop, that punk, like actually aesthetic mindset. And that's why Juice was crazy, bro. He was literally, I I think of a 2006 punk artist pulled up to 2020. It was like, I'm going to rap. Like, what is is the hot music right now? And he peeped that it was hip hop. And he was like, all right, I'm going to pull up. And he did his shit and it was just like perfect. Like that was crazy, and I respect him for it, and I love him for it, and um, and, and the music world, misses him. You know, it's, yeah. It's, we talk a lot about how like the iconic
0: artists that were pushing music forward. You know, Chicago icons, you know. lost the legend. Yeah, for, for, for sure. sure. Music and, lost the legend. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, But I'm I'm glad we didn't get too sad on this though, because I'm I'm glad we actually, because it's so easy just understanding how much talent he had and how it can be argued he still was even in his prime. Like it's just unfortunate how those circumstances happened. Um, but that being said, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that we're getting new music from him posthumously in a way that is it, it's still kind of in the back of your head is like, is is this something that should be happening, but the way that it's being handled, it makes that voice very, very quiet. So hey man,
1: he, he recorded 2000 songs and yeah. he finished most of them. And I, don't, I I personally, with the way that he talks about himself and his music and his life, I don't think it was a coincidence personally. And there's a lot of artists that are like, don't drop my shit. And I think that Juice World was a guy that, you know, he he ain't take a lot for granted. And I think that he understood, you know, some of the things that he faced. And I think that's why he recorded so much music in the way that he did, especially if you compare it to a guy like Mac Miller, who I think faced very similar demons, but was very, and liked to record a lot of music, but was still very, you know, specific and clear cut when it came to his projects and what was going to be on it and what wasn't, you know, I think that that's the difference. I think that Mac Miller could probably drop, you know, similar pacing, of posthumous albums. But I think that his mindset about the music is way different. And Juice World was just like, let me go. And I think that he created, he, he was so unique, but also had such a specific brand
0: mm-hmm. that
1: I think that his team can, you know, create albums where, where like, this is a picture that we're painting that pays homage to the foundation that, that, you know, Juice had already laid. And that's, you know, that's another reason why I think that, you know, I agree with you that he has some of the best posthumous albums in general just because, of the foundation that was already there mm-hmm. you know and him being able to do that you know and the same also, way that some, some people go to jail and like he can keep, like nba can go to jail and keep dropping out stuff.
0: yeah i mean it's also um another credit to juice world the artist because a lot of people yeah, have yeah. visions but are you able to articulate that vision or put that vision on display in a way that makes normal people who aren't as artistic as you or even close to artistic as you because let's be honest no one very few people are very are close to juice world's creative yeah uh, mind but are you able to articulate your vision in a way that makes people who aren't on the same level as you artistically understand it and based off of these two posthumous albums it appears that juice world was able to do that and that's right. another testament to his uh his greatness but that being said let's put a bow on this what are your favorite tracks off of fighting demons
1: um you go first
0: uh i like already dead i like doom i like relocate i like until the plug comes back around and from my window um there's way more tracks i have in my playlist obviously but those are the top five Um, i I really like relocate because relocate isn't it's such a turn from the from the usual uh, Juice World content. It's basically just him talking about like I think that's his mom at the beginning talking about how he bought her a house and he was just like it wasn't like like he was just so nonchalant about it and then he raps about that kind of, he raps about it so I appreciated that as it was a turn from um the usual uh Juice World content as I Nah, no,
1: my uh my favorite songs were Burn. Uh, you wouldn't understand Rocks are in his prime, doom, and until the puck comes back around.
0: All right, moving on, we have another project. We have a project that we were talking about earlier in the year that came out this year, that finally came out this year. Uh, Pierre Born and TM 88 coming out with Yo 88, 11 tracks, 32 minutes long, and features Wiz Khalifa and Young Nudie. RJ, what did you think about this project?
1: I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was a good project. I think that I wonder. The only thing that I wonder is about like who, how much the collaboration worked with the production mm. because of how Pierre's thing is. I think that it was a good project. I I I I enjoyed it, and I I have a after you talk about your initial thoughts, I have a question
0: for you. Okay. Um, I thought it was a fine project. Um, I think that it got better towards the end. I think some of the beats in the beginning were very complex and the Pierre tracks that I enjoy typically don't have that many moving parts to them. And it the the amount of moving parts um, involved with some of these tracks were kind of distracting, not saying like the beat was great and Pierre did his thing, but it didn't necessarily mess together. Um, so but towards the end there are more chill beats (laughs) um there are more chill beats towards the end there aren't any production credits for Pierre on this at all so TM88 produced the whole thing and he has a lot of help um a little Uzi feature would have been nice and lastly to make it short before we get to RJ's question the guitar riff at the end of uh Cullinan 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 Cullinan. is nice yeah the 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 guitar riff at the end of that is beautiful RJ what are your questions? questions
1: um why can't Pierre Bourne make a hit as a solo artist, not as a producer. We are, we know what he can do. I'm not trying to say that I'm saying is I think that he raps the same thing about them. I think that he doesn't like, he doesn't, specifically try to not copy flows of the artists that he works with. So like, mm-hmm. if he wanted to tap into some of those like flows that he could, mm-hmm. I think that if he wants a feature from any, I mean, in the same way that
0: Nav gets a feature from
1: anybody, Pierre Borg is certainly going to feature from anybody. Why do you not think that he's been able to create his own solo hit
0: record? I think lack of attention to him.
1: Where do you think the attention is supposed to come from? And where do you think, um, what do you what do you think is the best way for him to like get to that point?
0: Okay. So where the people we talked about this before, uh, how people mainly listen to music for the production and not really for the, the um the rap or the, the the rap the rappers. Um but that being said, people will know be able to tell you who's gonna from Lil Baby, but they wouldn't be able to tell you Pierre born from Metro Boomin. So that being said, I think that people who really really like production and once people understand well i'm not really listening to this because i like the rapper i'm listening to it because the beat is nice if they're able to do that and then start doing some research on who's actually behind these beats i think that that would attract more fans to pierre i would like to say that that already exists i don't think it exists in the way that in the um the amount that it shipped the uh, the the i agree
1: I can name a bunch of artists that are, like, highly successful that are that, though. Like who? Timbaland. Mm-hmm. And I told you that he, like, dropped his own albums. I think that Dr. Dre was not a good rapper. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Kanye West – I think Kanye West stopped being a good rapper, like, halfway through his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that there um, are other artists who have the ability – who, like, who are not really good with beat selection. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they but, the, but they make like one good song with someone. That's why it's like when he works with certain people. I'm like, bro, like, why you don't have a hit? Because you know me, I like um uh p five. I like that. I like some one of the that songs came out on this there. year. Yeah, mm, I like some yeah. of the, um um what was the one with, with, with Cardi on it? Uh,
0: he, switching he, lanes.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that shit was fire to me. And I think that he has like those melodies and that like that um. I, I think that he can do it, but he he has not mustered up a hit that has, like, touched people. I mean, and it's a it confuses me a little. We we
0: we talked about it last year when we were talking about the life of Pierre for deluxe. Um, d- just the fact that the label itself, Interscope, isn't really pushing him the way that they probably should because. I think we both agree that it was one of the better albums of the year, but it didn't get that many, it didn't sell that much, it didn't get that much attention, if a, if any, aside from us, really. So I really just think it's just a matter of um, being able to promote him in a way that introduces him to the masses, because additionally, I don't think that the the casual hip-hop fan knows that he raps in the first place and i I agree with that that's that's marketing and that's um that has nothing to do with his talent it's just a marketing thing i agree with that
1: so so but you you you, did you enjoy this did you think that this this project enjoyed if this project were to get the intention that it expected do you think that it would have raised his star or it would have continued in like a plateau
0: I think it would have raised it. I think, I think that some people, some people may have liked the tracks that began the the album, um, but Black Boy is one of the best tracks here. Yep. Um, I also like Love Scam. I also like Cullinan. I like Run It. I like Young Nudy's feature on yep. I forget which track, what the name of the track was, but I like Young Nudy's feature on that as well. So I think that it would definitely would have been something that would have uh, raised his stock. I don't think it would have raised it that much. But I do think I, I do think it would have ended up as a positive versus a negative okay. or a, um equal sign. All right. I I I I uh, am satisfied with that answer. All right. Um. Do you want to get to paper tracks?
1: Sure. You go first. I, already, I mean, you kind of just. I already kind said of just you <laughs> I'll just, I'll repeat um, it. I'll
0: repeat it though. Block boy, love scam, calling in and run it. Um. Uh, mine
1: are hold up. Go make a joke, girl. She been trying to have Uh. Pop out. Uh Richard Dreams, Black
0: Boy. Richard Dreams was the one with Young Nudie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Cullinan. All right. All right. Um. That being said, that is basically the end of the episode. Next week, we will talk about Roddy Rich, who looks to once again take over December and then the first half of next year. We'll see if he does that. Uh, it's back. gonna be it's gonna be tougher for him though because we have Earth Gang in January and now we have Corday you, you in January. You talking about Earth
1: Gang, bro. You want to make a bet on whether Earth can go sell over fifty? Because they're not going to.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, regardless, Cordae is dropping next year, January fourteenth, I believe.
1: I mean, regardless, Kendrick's supposed to be dropping next year. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean January. I'm talking about January. I'm talking about oh, the yeah, early, people early, who early, come early. after. Um, who come? Who who come? The the first major releases after Roddy Rich drops is We'll, we'll see. Saying. We'll
1: see. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a weird year. I bet you.
0: I to me watch the sneaky one. Gonna be Drake. I don't. I know I. They I, booing I, I him for shocked. that
1: concert. They booing him for that concert, and that nigga was just trying to promote his album. And they booing ain't him.
0: nobody, bro. Ain't nobody but robots wanting to listen to Way Too Sexy. Let's be real.
1: He did all. He did all the shit. It was did all he? he did shit. Yeah. He what did a what lot was
0: what it. was the off the top of your head? What was the track list? The uh, the Off the top of my
1: head. He started off with Twenty Four, which is a Donda song. Uh huh. Um. He did. Oh, fuck. I know that he did. I know he did way girls too sexy because I
0: saw people because I saw people on Twitter um, talking about it. Girls and girls, as you said.
1: He did. Um, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, he, Oh yeah, he did. This uh, proves uh, girls your point, want girls. And then he did. I miss you, too. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. He did. I miss you, too. And then I, I turned it off. He did way too sexy as well.
0: This, this kind of proves your point.
1: But he did a lot of CLB. What Yikes. and the thing is the only re- I I'm not mad at him per se, mm-hmm. but I, know I heard Kanye was playing rehearsal. the rehearsal. I know they did a dress rehearsal and Kanye West didn't do a single song, that did like one song from Donda and the rest of the songs came out before the Life of Pablo. So it's like, bro, if Ye just gonna do his hits, bro,
0: then Drake should do his hits too. And especially
1: because Ye ended his his shit with Find Your Love because which mm-hmm. is a Kanye West produced Drake song. Mm-hmm. And he's saying it, and Drake didn't, like, come up at all. It, literally, it was just Drake singing that song. Um, and I thought that, that was kind of cool, and mm-hmm. Drake definitely was fucking with it. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not mad at Drake, because I, I think it is – I don't know if he did all of them. I mean, Girls Want Girls was, like, kind of, like, funny watching, but the crowd was not feeling it. Is that, like, at the end of the day, if Kanye's going to do his hits, just do your hits. Oh, because yeah. Kanye – oh, Kanye did – Um, oh, Drake did – what was the first song that I said he did? Uh, he did 24. Yeah. And then he did – Um. He did, send out me Lads, and I mean laugh and I cry, cry later, mm-hmm. whatever that song is, and then he did Girls Want Girls, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, he did I Miss You Too, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna
0: stop. I, I heard, I heard people, um, I saw the reaction on Twitter, and they were saying how Kanye essentially um, tricked drake into a versus into a versus and what that's (laughs) that's what i'm saying if
1: if drake had did his hits that's what it would have been but Mm -hmm. drake that drake did were
0: they switching back and forth no or was it just kanye Kanye, do your set and then drake do your set yeah okay See if they were do- doing it back and forth then it's okay the joke might be great. it's definitely versus. Yeah, then it's definitely where's No, where's but Swiss it was honestly and... honestly
1: the way that Kanye did it because I've gone to a Kanye show before so I know that he has like a sequence of his hits mm-hmm. that he puts together and that Mike Dean already has like the transitions to make the song sound smooth and get people hyped. So that's he basically did a, one of the, one of those. Cuz again, he really did he did Praise God Like there was a whole fucking uh uh Sunday service moment, and then he did praise God, and then he did all
0: Sunday service actually there.
1: Yeah, yeah, like Like they were on
0: the stage. It was it was
1: because that because I saw
0: the um the the from the uh, bird's eye view look at the stage, and that shit was huge. Yeah, and I was like, oh, like I also don't understand. Like, just regardless. Anyway, this has been the cap episode two twenty eight. Uh, That is RJ Levy Chin. I am Nate Sperlin. We will be back next week for the finale of the season. And until then, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, Uh, check out my new article, and listen to the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening and watching. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)